Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. Sean Monahan has been a hot button item this season, and this time, for the first time in his career, he is a healthy scratch. Hear what Daryl Sutter had to say about this decision and more on today's episode of Locked On Flames. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to or welcome back to Locked On Flames. As always, I am your host, Jess Belmosto of the Metropolitan Riveters Public Relations Team, How are you doing today? Today is a double episode day, and I'm looking forward to talking with Adi later today and uh, chatting about this tonight's game against Arizona. But thank you so much for making Locked on Flames your first listen of the day. And you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. We're also on Spotify, Apple, Audible, Odyssey, you name it. We're free 99 there, as well as on YouTube. So Thanks so much for tuning in. So we kind of all saw it coming eventually. And especially yesterday, there were some rumors kicking around that Sean Monahan was more than likely going to be a healthy scratch against Arizona. And that that has come to fruition. Daryl Sutter says that he needs a reset. He needs to, you know, find his game again. And this isn't a permanent thing, obviously, but you just have to you know, reset. He has to just find his game again. And I I hope that this does give him a chance to sit back and really watch the game from the eyes of someone who clearly has a high hockey IQ, who knows what it takes to play professional hockey and how to get there. And I just really think it's so important for Monaghan to rest and reset He can look back and say, okay, here is what I can do. Here is what I need to do. Watch the plays form. Watch how they pan out. And, you know, in those moments say, okay, this is what I would do if I was down on the ice for that. And this is a career first for Sean Monaghan. And it is very humbling, I'm sure. Uh, You know, I think that a lot of people kind of are taking this I don't want to say a little too far in terms of him like being bought out or you know anything like that but I I just I don't think it's fair to kind of write Sean Monaghan off right now I think that this is the first step to really help him get back into the game and Maybe he is too far gone from where he once was. Maybe he is, but you don't know that until you work on every solution. And I'm going to talk about it more next segment about how it this could have all been avoided. Sean Monaghan not playing at this level of, uh, you know, six point something million dollar center, um, how that how that's drastically changed and how it could have been avoided. But, you know, I, I'm sure that this hurts Monaghan. I'm sure that this hurts his teammates. You know, him and Johnny, I was reading older articles from uh, the start of the season, and 
he talks all about how excited he is to go out there and prove himself. And then to kind of have this be thrown back in his face and kind of, you know, not being able to keep up with his players. And it's going to be an interesting night for sure. I think that uh, someone will most definitely grab a quote from him in some sort of media availability. I didn't see anything uh, from the morning skate, but I'm sure that, you know, he he's earned that respect of kind of, you know, being, you know, he ne- probably needs a few minutes, a few hours to soak this in. This isn't something that's necessarily easily digestible. But, um, you know, I, I'll be interested to see how, what, number one, how long this lasts. Number two, Brett Ritchie being the solution to this until uh, Carpenter's ready to go in is certainly an interesting one. I think that it's it's okay that this experiment is happening in a game against Arizona. I don't think that it's necessarily, you know, something that could have been done against a more competitive team. Could this have been done against Buffalo? I don't know, maybe, but they ended up getting shut out and lost in overtime, you know? So th- there are definitely times where it's more reasonable to experiment with those healthy scratches and with these lineup changes. And tonight it happens to be that night. So I'm sure that this has been part of Sutter's plan for, uh, you know, a little bit now. And it's it's fair. I don't think that, like, I'm personally not viewing this as, like, a punishment for Sean Monaghan. And I don't think it needs to be looked at in a punitive way. I think that it's kind of like a, hey, we've reached this new point in your career at the moment. And we want you to succeed. But you need to take a step back for a game. It's not punitive it's like in my eyes anyways I don't think it's punitive I I think that Daryl Sutter is like a big hardo and like he does things because he cares about his players I think that uh you know everything is done for a reason and I'll be interested to see you know what happens tonight in terms of you know his quotes (laughs) and uh you know if he does say anything about how long this could happen for Monahan, and my first thought, uh, when now that I'm sitting down and talking about it, is David Backus uh, towards the end of his career in Boston. And I'm not saying Sean Monahan is towards the end of his career by any means, but you know they were making around the same amount of money, and you know Backus saw a lot of time in the press box, but when he did go out and play. He, he would make a difference one way or another, you know, and I think kind of know their new role. Like, you know, this is an unfortunate culmination of things. This isn't just because Sean Monaghan like sucks at hockey or because he had, you know, because he missed team breakfast for God's sake. You know, he's not being scratched because of that. Um, things happen. And you know what? I am just very, um, Hopeful, you know, I do, I do rag on Monaghan a lot, but I, I do it because I care. And we're going to talk about 
the part that is really bothering me coming up next. So make sure you stick around for that. But uh, before we do that, let it let us talk about Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online has you covered when it comes to the college basketball tournament, and for all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and information. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores and news this season. Uh, it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head on over to the website today and use your uh, mobile or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Uh, Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much for tuning into Locked On Flames. As always, I'm Jess Belmosto, and you can follow me. On Twitter, oh, that I just pulled up Audie's um, screen <laughs> uh, name card right there. If you're watching on YouTube, but you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Jess Belmosto. It's on the screen. Uh, <laughs> Audie will be joining me for uh, an episode later today where we preview the game against Arizona. But with Sean Monahan being, uh, you know, a hot button subject. I really thought that we needed to dig into why this happened. And I yesterday there was a tweet that that got me riled up. Not just me, but a lot of other people out there who watch hockey. And it's always like this older crowd that's like, I don't care if you have a compound fracture and your shin bone is sticking out through your socks. You go out there and finish your shift, and that's the grit you bring. This is not an individual uh, sport. This is a team sport. Like, it's always, like, you know exactly, like, the type of people I'm talking about. And it drives me bonkers. Absolute bonkers. And yesterday, someone posted about Monahan having so much heart and grit because he's played through all of these injuries so so his in, uh, investment to the team should not be questioned. Full freaking stop. We are not going to do that. We do not praise people for putting their quality of life at risk so they can suffer. So they can suffer. I talk about this quote all the time on this show when it comes to talking about Sean Monahan and his injuries. And I'm going to read it. This is from uh, an Eric Francis article. I know, I, I know, I know how some of you feel, but you know what? We're, we're, we're just not doing it. Uh, from October 2021. So this is a few months old, but okay. Um, it, if I bent down, my hip would lock and it would stay locked, explained Monahan. It would take a few seconds to unlock. When you're taking face-offs throughout the game and you bend down and it's stuck, it's stuck. Excuse me, he is not the Tin Man. He should not be out there doing things like that. Like, uh, let him sit. He clearly needed surgery. This incident happened... This injury happened literally six games into the season. And I don't care if it was a shortened season or not. Like, this is so, so sickening. 
I remember it like it was yesterday playing in Vancouver. Me, Lindholm, and Monty always get off the ice first and walk back to the hotel for a pregame meal and naps, uh, said Monahan. And this was before game 13 of the season. It's a quarter mile walk. And Monahan was limping the whole way. It's shocking to me that this guy can barely walk from the rink to the hotel and he's getting up to play games. He's been like this his entire career. And then I'm not reading the rest of the quote because it's, I'm sorry, but he's wrong here. It doesn't show that he's the type of leader. It shows that he's willing to put his health at risk and his things at risk. Refuse. This is, this is the part that I'm actually like kind of thankful for, but also like, what the heck? He refused to take painkillers and he like could not sleep. Um, he, Sean Monahan counted on the training staff to mask a problem that didn't get better. So you're telling me right now that your training staff knew how bad this was and they were okay with letting him go out there and play? They were okay, like they were communicating with the team doctor and it was fine? That is disgusting. That is so bad. And I'm not saying this like from like a woke like, Oh, perspective. I'm saying this is a freaking human being. Sean Monahan is my age. And you're telling me that if he had a kid, he couldn't, he wouldn't have been able to bend down and pick the kid up. That is disgusting. He wouldn't have been able to get on the ground and play with his dog because his hip would lock up. Now it's great that he was not taking painkillers because you know what? I'm sure in his mind, he knew, he knew just how God awful these things start. And this is that's where the downward spiral begins is looking back on it, you hear about players who either defeat addiction or they become an addict and they unfortunately lose their life. Like Jimmy Hayes. Jimmy Hayes was over medicating to play through injuries. Sean Monahan refused to stop playing and to not take painkillers so he could keep playing. We don't praise people for that. Athletes talk about how their addictions begin with playing through injuries and masking it with things like Toradol and other painkillers. That is so unacceptable and that is why Sean Monahan is in the position that he is in today. Why he will be sitting up on the press up in the press box because the Calgary Flames organization did not take his injury seriously. Yes, of course he owns a piece of this, and by saying, you know, oh, I'm just going to play through it, he couldn't take faceoffs. If I can't ring out a customer at my job because I I, I can't do it, I can't do the math. You know what I do? I get sent home for the day or I don't get assigned to the cash register. He couldn't do a fundamental part of his job from how much pain he was in. Why on earth did the Flames organization think that that was okay? Why didn't anyone pull him aside and say, Enough is enough. You're going to get a second option You're, or second opinion. We're going to, you know, do some scans. We're going to do this. We're going 
Like we are seeing how difficult of a time you're having functioning as a human being on and off the ice. You need to take care of yourself. That's right. Because the player, the ownership and thing like that, they don't care. They don't care. And it is so frustrating to see this happen time and time again. And how many times is this going to have to happen? Sean Monaghan's career has been derailed, completely derailed, because of the organization's inability to help him. To fully help him. It was too late by the time May rolled around last year and nearly a year ago when by the time he needed surgery. And then for him to rush back to the ice from May to September, October, with the serious injury that had been worsened by him playing, he needed time to rest and heal. And they couldn't do that. They couldn't do that. <sighs> sorry about that rant, but I'm also not sorry because this is something that is just really bothering me and has bothered me since I found out he played through that injury for the entirety of last season. But coming up next, we're going to talk about winners and losers of the week so we can end the show on a positive note. Uh, yes, so thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames. And make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you watch your favorite YouTube channels. Wink, wink. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, it's a blast. I love talking with y'all on uh, the social medias. So make sure you're commenting when you watch your video, watch the videos or uh, start a conversation with me on Twitter. You know, let, let's have a ball. But my winner this week <laughs> is Linus Olmark and Jeremy Swayman. And the goalie hug that they do at the end of every win is might be like one of the best parts of my week. <laughs> I can't even lie. I think that it's a really fun thing to like look forward to. And especially like Nick Felino does a little hug and like a little pat on uh, Swayman's head or wh whatever goalies in that. And then like they come out, they do a little dance and they do like a little, ah, and then like they hug. And, um, you know, it, it's something... <laughs> that I look forward to and I'm sure many fans do and uh the crowd gets really into it as well and it's just <laughs> it's really nice and uh it's something to be happy about in this post Tuka Rask era you know I think it's a blast I absolutely love talking or watching it rather and I think their chemistry is awesome so you can't really ask for too much more when your goalies are Hugging and dancing out after <laughs> a win. And then my losers for the week. Oh, my sweet, sweet losers. It is everyone who feels the need to dunk on women, whether they are covering sports, whether they are talking about women's sports, or issues that matter to them. This is specific, that specifically is pertaining to Deshaun Watson being signed or traded to the Browns and now 
you know, everyone's just kind of like, so you're telling me 22 women were lying and you're not going to, you know, believe anyone. And people are sharing their experiences and like people online are like, well, how do I know you're not lying? Or they're just saying these God awful things to survivors and there is no reason to be mean. No one is being, no, no one is asking for that. And I, I just, I don't want to get into the situation, but I, I don't, I have a very difficult time believing um, that 22 women came together and lied. And it's difficult to sit here and watch people like say, oh, I'm so excited to watch him play again when, you know, there there are more than likely victims along the way. And also just to sit here and like dunk on women in general, like you don't need to come online and call me a pig or to tell me I don't know enough about hockey to be covering a team. Talk to my boss. I'm the one behind the mic and hosting this show for a reason. You, my friend, are in my comments. We are not the same. We are not the same. So, as always, thank you to those who truly support the show and who are here to, you know, just celebrate the good times here at Locked on Flames and... As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Uh, Audie is jumping on the show a little bit later today, and we are going to preview the game ahead of tonight's battle against Arizona and Sean Monahan's first healthy scratch of his career. So thank you all so much. And again, you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto, and I will catch you next time.